Okay. It's funny this whole, <laughs> this whole week, mm-hmm. I keep thinking of, um, there's this John Mayer song. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a kind of a bitter breakup song. <laughs> Is that how you're feeling about but, well, this last episode? The first the first line of the song is he says it's really over it's really <laughs> oh. over <laughs> and then i keep thinking maybe we should you play that stay. vitamin c song like like everybody's graduating yeah. and we're, <laughs> we're never gonna see each other again <laughs> it feels like the end of an era well yeah i i even posted on the instagram last night after i finished i was like this feels worse than when we actually watched the final episode together. It honestly it does. Aired because, you know, we, like we were saying how after we dropped our like bonus episode about it, like, mm-hmm. hey, we're not going anywhere. So we've still got months ahead of us of talking about episodes, which, it, which was true, you know, right. back in August. But now it's like, oh, well, we're here now. Yeah. And it sucks. <laughs> I know. I know. I was so emotional watching this episode. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Well, and just because it was just so like anticlimactic and you know, it's funny. The, I felt like the first hour I was like, I'm really enjoying this first hour. This is a, I sped through it because mm-hmm. I started watching on Sunday and it was like, it went it felt like it went down easily, mm-hmm. but then yesterday when I was finishing it, mm-hmm. it's like all the bitterness came back. <laughs> yep. Like, ah, this is not, this is not what, yeah. Anyway, we can, we'll get into it. Obviously. Yeah, obviously, obviously <laughs> we have a lot of thoughts, you guys, because we've already recorded an episode technically about this episode back when it aired in August. <laughs> I know. I'm curious how much will of what we say will be exactly the same. I know. Or maybe something's changed since. Cause yeah. I feel like it was so, um, it was so fresh right then. It was literally just our immediate like thoughts after the fact. Right. And I feel like we were in that stage of, you know, not to be super dramatic, but I mean, what are we here for, but to be dramatic, like the seven stages of grief where it's like, first you're in denial that it's mm-hmm. actually like ending and, you know, go on and on. And then you get to the point where you are, um, trying to, what's the word? Like, uh, compromise, like basically like, okay, well fine. It's ending. But at least if the entire last episode is all happy, John M, then I'll be fine. And then yeah. like you get there and it's not. So then you're like, okay, well, if at least like after the first half hour, the rest of this is happy. That's still like a good hour and a half of happy. Like you just keep trying to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's negotiation, right? That's the other yes. stage. Mm-hmm. And then you finally just get to like acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I feel like we were like racing through when we watched it the first time. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> yeah, if that's just that's what I was thinking about. Whereas this is like months have passed. So now we just get to be nothing but like bitter about it because we mm-hmm. know there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. So, but like I, like we said, we'll, we'll cover all of it. Well, yeah, we'll cover all of it in detail. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll get into a little bit of housekeeping mm-hmm. and, um, 
If you guys follow us on any social media, you know that we just recently launched a merchandise store for Yay! the podcast. So, and you guys, oh my gosh. So we shared it in our private Facebook group first. Uh, mm-hmm. We gave them like a few minutes. We posted it there first to let them know first. And then we shared it like on Twitter and Instagram and our Facebook page. And in the first 24 hours, you guys ordered so much stuff. I know. It's been pretty unbelievable. I was like, I cannot believe. I mean, I can because like people, DZ watchers are just awesome. But yeah, I I just wasn't expecting that much support. So I was just like, this is really cool because honestly, we launched it mostly just because we want you guys to be able to have like fun stuff about the podcast. Yeah. Um, and it was a know, little bit selfish. It's all stuff that I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like when we shared about it was like, we made sure the logos were things that like we would want on our own pieces of merchandise. Yeah. Um, which makes it hard because I'm like, well, shoot, I want to order one of everything. And because we're not the ones actually producing it, I'm like, well, we have to pay for it just like everybody else does because we're using <laughs> yeah. a third-party uh, website to sell it because it's just easier to ship it internationally that way. And mm-hmm. it's just better if they can print it directly for you guys and get it shipped to you because we're just two people who don't know how to run a business. So. Right. <laughs> Amen. So yeah. Anyway, so just thank you guys so much for that. And um, if you didn't know, uh, now you do. And Mm -hmm. we'll post a link to the Zazzle store in the episode notes so that you guys can um, check it out. So yeah, international shipping. So don't worry about that. Yes, we definitely made sure that was um, something that was available on whichever platform we used because that's important. Yeah. Um, And then what else? Uh, Question of the week? Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I just want to let people know too, if you want to join our private Facebook group, uh, Ashley and I are having this Saturday, so it'll be three days from now. Um, we are having a live, we're doing something a little different. We're doing like a live wrap party where we're going to live stream from, um, zoom into the Facebook group. And that way you guys can see us and interact with us in the comment section. And we just want to like chat. You guys can make it a Q and a, you guys can just share any of your thoughts about any episode or just the show in general, or, you know, anything you can think of. We just want to like chat and hang out with you guys, but we're going to record it so that then we can release it as a bonus episode next week, because mm-hmm. this is our final episode for EK. We're still with everything with COVID and everything like that. We're not entirely sure which DZ we're going to do next because um, we're going to take a few weeks off and go on a little hiatus. Um, So depending on when we come back from that, whichever shows are filming, if they're even filming yet, if we have a filming schedule, that all is going to go into account when we decide which, which one to do next, because our goal would be to do one that is going to be new episodes every week so that Mm -hmm. we're watching it for the first time with all of you as well. Yeah. Um, since we didn't get to really do that with EK since we started the podcast so late, um, with EK was like in, in the thirties, you know, when we first started this podcast. So we think it'd be fun if we could start a DZ from the beginning all together where we're each watching an episode a week and then talking about it after, um, it's aired. So in order for that to happen though, we need to know filming schedules and premiere dates and we just don't right now. So, um, bear with us. We're going to figure out if maybe we just want to talk about a few DZs in general as like some bonus episodes to buy us some time before we start our new weekly DZ. 
But um, yeah, we welcome your guys' feedback, which kind of goes into question of the week from last week mm-hmm. because we wanted to hear what you guys would like uh, for us to talk about. So on Twitter, our question of the week, by the way, uh, was as we near the end of EK, what DZ would you like to see us cover next? And we got a lot of feedback. Um, on Twitter, we had people who really want us to do, we got a lot of votes for John's new show, uh, which is called um, by Yanlish, Yanlis. Say that again. John's new show by, by Yanlish. Jeez Louise, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's I should mis- be so Mr. much wrong, right? Yes, Mr. Yeah. Wrong. Um, and followed pretty closely by Aisha's new DZ, which will star uh, Karem Bursin, or Bursin, I think is how you say his last name. Um, and I cannot remember his co-star's name. I'm so sorry. But that one's the one we're like pretty excited about just because we would love to do an Aisha written DZ. Hopefully that she gets to see through start to finish. Yeah. But again, we have no idea um, what the filming schedules are going to be like and when they're going to start. Yeah. So honestly, that's probably going to be what the deciding factor is Mm -hmm. as far as us taking time off, but not too much time off and figuring out the whole timeline of everything. So so yeah, please just bear with us. We promise we're not leaving forever. We just, we got to figure, we just got to figure out timing and how that's going to work. Yeah. Um, so besides Aisha's new DZ, which I should know the name of it by now. And I can't off the top of my head. And I don't John's, remember either. I know. Um, then a, uh, quite a few of you asked for uh Harrier de Sen, yeah. which we've just heard nothing but great things about. And, um, and it's a shorter one. So it would take you know, like six months instead of an entire, <laughs> an entire year to watch and cover. Um, quite a few of you asked for DEK, which, you know, I'm not opposed to because with all this break that we're on, we probably could cover the first 11 episodes before season two comes back. Yeah. But also that one's a lot more, um, it's really dark, you guys. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how well that would convey on a podcast if it would just be really depressing to listen to us talk about it um, or what. But one of our few male listeners uh, said, don't do DEK because it's, <laughs> he, he thinks it's depressing. So, <laughs> Which, hey, I am all for the angst level in that show. I love angst in my books. I love it in my movies and my shows. Right. So don't get us wrong. We are hooked on that show. Ashley's been like catching up and like blowing through all the episodes. I'm in the middle of volume nine right now. So, okay. And so, you know, it might, maybe we'll do an episode where we just kind of talk about the show as a whole once we've mm-hmm. both watched all the episodes. So Yeah. Sorry, this probably isn't clarifying anything for you guys. This is just all the this is just all the thoughts that like we're filtering through right now as we figure out what to do next. Yeah, but just to give you guys a heads up that we're not any closer to a decision. So yeah, just so, so you know. So sorry. Um, and then let's see, Instagram, we had quite a few suggestions. Um, Giselle said my vote would be for John's new DZ, but in absence of that, she would love to relive the gloriousness that is fair hot strut <laughs> through our eyes. And Fairhot I mean, is 
<laughs> and Fairhot is uh, e- uh, Ebo is Ebo's last character, um, or not his last character, was his last major DZ that didn't get canceled after a few episodes. Uh, uh, Sia Bea's Ashk, that's his character, and Giselle and I both absolutely love that show. I binged through it uh, last Christmas, so like a little over a year ago. And just that's like what really got me hooked on him as an actor, which is what made me so excited for him to share a screen with Demet in Mm. DEK. So we did get a few votes for that, which I'm not against it, but I've seen it all. Ashley hasn't. And yeah, so I would already know what was coming. (laughs) So yeah. Um, Anyhow, if you guys have any thoughts or input about like, what to do during this weird schedule time where we don't know how long we'll be on a break before we can start a new DZ. If you guys have any ideas for things you would like us to do uh, while we're on break, uh, yeah, let us know. So we're totally open to suggestions. We have a few ideas, but we're open to hear what you guys would like because we're here for us, but we're really here for you guys. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So before we get into... Um, the summary and the hashtag. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by OnlineTurkishSchool.com. So uh, we actually had our first lesson with Mamuts uh, yesterday, and yes. it was so much fun. And it was really interesting. Um, I think Kristen and I can both brag that he said we were doing very well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Arkenji Kush. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, so just to kind of give you an idea that uh, it's all kind of the official dialect of Turkish. It's the stuff that you'll hear in the DZs. Um, He's been teaching for a few years. Um, I think that the structure of the class and of what we'll be going over is it's very systematic. That's very clear. Um, So I don't know. I, I think if you're motivated to learn it, that this is something that you might be interested in. Yeah, definitely. And it was so fun because, uh, we did it through zoom so that Ashley and I could take the class, you know, together technically. Mm-hmm. And it was just really fun. And he even was really great about sharing like Turkish history. Like I had no idea that the current Turkish alphabet as we know, it hasn't even really been around for even a hundred years yet. Yeah. And that was like something really interesting to learn that that's something fairly new. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. And he just was a very encouraging teacher and he was, it was just, you could just tell he, he knows what he's doing. He knows his stuff. And in a way where it didn't feel overwhelming, like where we were just getting stuff thrown at us left and right. And it was like, Oh, what do we do? Like it felt, um, very structured and it just, it made it feel like it's achievable to actually learn the language. So yeah. we just wanted to encourage you guys, if you are considering it, um, visit, visit online turkishschool.com. We'll link the episode or the episode. We'll link the website in the notes and yeah, you guys can check that out because it was a lot of fun and you can do it from the comfort of your own home with just you or a group of friends. So mm-hmm. definitely. <sighs> okay. Here we get into it. <laughs> get into it. I had to take a deep breath. <laughs> So, uh, hashtag, this is the only episode hashtag I think I had memorized is Erkenji Kush Veda, which is just 
goodbye. Goodbye, early bird. <laughs> and summary for this episode, I just wrote my own. I didn't even look for the one on Instagram. I just wrote, it's the end. We're here. Sundam decides enough is enough and that it's time to move on with her life. She has to find a new normal that doesn't include John, and she's finally starting to accept that. John, however, is having a much harder time with the idea of losing someone he still has no memory of. So let's see if our Phoenix and Albatross can rise from the ashes one final time. Oof. Oh, mm. man. Oof. <laughs> so mm. we start back at that awful scene with John and his new friends, whatever, mm-hmm. um, where they're basically teasing Sun M about not knowing what K2 is. And then. And John um, does not defend her, which is so unjohn. Thank you very much. Uh huh. And then Aicha's a little jerk about her coming with them. And then they have a really hot moment together where you're, where you swear they're going to kiss and John probably would have kissed her. Like we talked about last week, mm-hmm. but Sanem says, John, really, this isn't necessary and pushes him away. And in addition to that, which we didn't hear last week, she also says, I don't want this. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point, Sanem has basically made the decision that she's not going to push any further and they just need to go their separate ways. And I think she's kind of really come to that acceptance stage yeah. in her grief of their relationship and of the whole situation where she's saying, okay, I'm going to make a new life for myself. And I think he needs to do the same. And that's what we're going to do. Right. Well, I mean, and you can't really it sucks because in a situation like this, it's like, man, you can't really blame her because, you know, she's done everything she can to try to make him know who she is Mm -hmm. or at least feel the way that he did when he first met her. Right. Since it is like meeting her again for the first time and it's just not happening Mm -hmm. and it's hard to fault him because honestly, like nobody, nobody purposely loses their memory. Right. And he's trying, he, you know, as much as he can, as much as someone can try to remember things. Um, so it just sucks because it's a crappy situation, but at the same time, it's like, well, this seems to be what the new normal is. And I think we both just need to come to deal with that because she wants desperately for him to remember he does too, because he can see how it's like hurting this person. But like she pointed out, it's out of this sense of like obligation or it seems to be at least. Right. And, you know, who wants to be somebody's obligation? No, I'm sorry. Nobody wants to feel like they're an obligation to someone else. Yeah. Especially her. in a romantic relationship. Right. Absolutely. Like, this isn't a familial situation. They're not just friends. They're not mm-hmm. colleagues. I mean, you know, there are those kind of stages to their relationship, but it's for a relationship, like a romantic relationship. So mm-hmm. You, who would want somebody to be like, well, you know, we had this two years, to, these two years together. So I guess I have to. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so that's what she's trying to avoid. Yeah. Um, because it's still in her control at this point. She's choosing to end it. She's, she's the one taking that step. Right. Now here's what I will say. <laughs> what should have happened right there was he, when he grabbed her and he like pulls her close and they have that moment before she breaks away. He should have leaned in and kissed her 
And then, because that, the way he grabbed her and pulled her was so reminiscent of when he does it in the very first episode in that dark theater, not mm. knowing. So that would have been the perfect parallel for memories to start like flooding back to him because they haven't kissed yet since he, I mean, they've come close, but they haven't actually kissed yet since he lost his memory. Mm-hmm. And since him, what started this all. 51 episodes ago, it just would have felt very like full circle for him grabbing and kissing someone he quote, doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And for that to be like, what brought those memories flooding back? And then we could have had two hours and 12 minutes of them now building from where they left off. That would, that's really interesting. And I, I, I like the idea that a kiss is what brings it back for them because as far as we can tell later on in the episode, there isn't a specific instance or situation or circumstance that brings back the memories. It's just mm-hmm. like they're suddenly there. I mean, mm-hmm. he has those moments the next morning where he's kind of reliving stuff. Um, but, but they're yeah. just flashes like they, they're just random flashes like they have been up to this point. We get no right. indicator that like, oh, all these memories have flooded back into his mind. Right. Yeah. So I think a kiss would definitely be a good trigger. Now, I'll be honest. I, I kind of liked that he made the decision to go after her before the memories came back. True. That I, is- it wasn't just the past. It was like, no, he hadn't renewed devotion to Sanem and mm-hmm. he made the decision without having the past there and he had just fallen in love with her again so yeah. I I really liked that I liked the romantic aspect of it mm-hmm. I thought that the timing of that was perfect but I, I wouldn't have been mad if <laughs> they kissed and and he suddenly remembered everything either so yeah. so let's say this what would have been perfect is that whole train station scene to have happened at the beginning of the episode, like all the stuff, like what would have been nice is if most of this content that happened the first half of this episode had been woven into last episode instead of all that Melly hot crap. And then yes. we end with her about to board the train. He says her name and then the episode ends. Then yes. this week is that would be perfect because then we would still get the two hours uh, straight John M time. But what you pointed out, which was really good, is him choosing to be with her because he fell in love with this person in front of him, mm-hmm. not this person from two years ago, just because right. memory flooding back. So you're right. So yeah, yes. let's mush those together and yes. say that's what the writer should have done. That's what they should have done. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole beginning of this episode is basically Sanem leaving. She goes, she, she's talking to Mirabon, you know, tells her that she's going to go back home and they have a sweet little goodbye. Yeah. Um, John's looking for her, mm-hmm. not realizing she went back home and we're all kind of like, okay, but why are you looking for her? Right. But you know, anyways. Yeah. Um, and then we have some weird JJ and Muzo moment. Yeah. And then Mevka Bay welcomes her back home because Sanem actually gets to the Mahale. Right. And she's like, you're back home, my daughter. Like she knows things are just not great for her. And so of course welcomes her with open arms. Yeah. And yeah, that's like the whole first like 15 minutes is that all of that happening. Well, and we basically find out that Sanem has no interest in going back to the agency. She has mm-hmm. no interest in 
continuing work with the cream uh, company or with women are any of that. And she's kind of just done. So, yeah. um, well, I think she's trying to cut all those ties to John, not just in her personal life, but she's right. got to cut professional life too. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, the agency, they're all flipping out because they still don't have a slogan and then they mm-hmm. don't know where John is. And then John comes, but son M isn't there. So he's all distracted. He's, yeah. His mind is elsewhere. So they're like, what the heck? Like, John, we need to do this. We need to do that. And he's just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like where's son M? Did son M come in yet? And yeah. M Ray is the one who winds up telling him because he was at breakfast when she was explaining how she was basically going to, you know, break away from all of that. Right. Like, Listen, brother, she's not coming. She's not coming in. He's like, yeah, she probably wants to be alone with her thoughts right now. He's like, no, you don't get it. She's not coming back at all. Like she's leaving. She's done. Yeah. And he's all upset about yeah. this. And, you know, it would have been nice to see some development in him between the opening scene and him getting to this point now where he's just really upset and doesn't know um, what he's going to do since she's not around. It would have been nice to see a little bit more of what was going on in his head, like what he was thinking because just seeing more of that whole, I fell in love with this woman again. Cause we just didn't get to see much of that, which is a, a bu- good point. They, they could have done a couple flashbacks of moments mm-hmm. during this, those few episodes after he lost his memory or, right. or something. Yeah, yeah. To kind of give us a clue of what was going on in his head. Right. So, but clearly I, that's what, you know, they're trying to, he's conflicted. He's got these feelings and now he can't even work them out with her because she's not there. Yeah. Yep. So, um, we have kind of a full circle moment where Sanem comes to the Bacal and she's like, I'm going to work here with you. (laughs) And then we have this very bittersweet moment where she's, she's in there and she's thinking back to the first episode about all of her dreams and everything that she ever wanted. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of this, it was, it made me very kind of sad. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. And and she just falls right back into her routine. You know, everyone's coming in like, Sanem, you're back. Like they're so happy she's there. And she just falls right back into, you know, bagging people's orders and all that good stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a little reminiscent of one of the first times that she went back to the Bacall after quitting Fikri Harika in one of the early episodes, like life right. was simpler here. There wasn't all this heartache, um, you know? And so it's like, it kind of feels like that's what she's doing again. Like, even though so many good things happened for her when she left the Bacall, like life was a lot simpler and she wasn't nursing a broken heart um, right. working with her dad. So it is, it's a very bittersweet moment. Um, I wrote, I wrote a memory assault, our poor Bebek. She falls right back into her, uh, routine. Meanwhile, John is sad. Everyone's noticing, like <laughs> everyone's noticing something's up with this dude, especially our Aicha. least favorite character, Aicha. Yes. I'm like, why, why did you get so much screen time this episode? So much screen time. I honestly and- would have been totally fine with her storyline being completely unfinished. And just the last we saw of her was planning that mountain trip when they were all hanging out together at the house. And then if she was never spoken of again, it would have been fine. I would have just assumed like, yeah, he cut her out because yeah. I guess the only, I guess the silver lining to me 
of having her continue to be in this episode is it, it makes me wonder if the, the whole idea behind her being in this storyline was to help John realize that he did love Sunim mm-hmm. and that he didn't want to lose her and that he preferred her to anyone else because Aicha is throwing herself at him mm-hmm. constantly through this episode. Well, she's, she's being painted very as like, forward. Yes. And she's being painted as like, you know, the female John Devit, like yes so basically like they would match up very well yada yada right so so my my I guess defense of mm-hmm. having her is that I'm thinking okay is that what the writers were intending to do like make it kind of a comparison situation where here is this girl who would on paper be the ideal girl for John but in reality, she's not what he wants. Mm-hmm. So that's good. This is a weird role reversal that you're being like the <laughs> optimist, <laughs> a beacon of positivity in this. <laughs> I know, I know. I thought I was going to just want to rip this episode to shreds, but <laughs> but like I said, the first hour, I was actually kind of, I was like, okay, I'm enjoying this. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, but I mean, in this meeting where Aicha is, John is just ignoring her. <laughs> so, so it's very satisfying. It's true. That is very true. And then he's like, okay, this meeting's done. Okay, I'm out of here. Like he just nopes on out yeah. the second the meeting is finished. And Aicha is like, oh, Darren, I have a question. And she mm-hmm. basically feigns concern over the fact that Sonam wasn't present at the meeting. And she's like, you know, this is her cream. And so don't we need to be running these things by her? She didn't actually care about, care about any of that, you guys. She just basically was like, hmm, where's my competition? And yeah. was trying to figure out, like, is she still my competition? And yeah, so Darren's like, no, you don't need to contact Sonam about any of this. Like, She's not directly involved anymore. You don't need to worry about anything about her as far as the agency's concerned. So then she gets yeah. that gleam in her eyes and you know, like, okay, she's going to pounce pretty soon. Yeah. Meanwhile, we just get more Bacall montage. Mm-hmm. You know, she's an array of people have come and gone. Mm-hmm. But then, then a familiar truck pulls up. Yep. And John comes. Oh my gosh. I did not remember a lot of this episode I realized mm-hmm. as I was rewatching it oh and when when he comes in and she's like hi what do you what do you want to buy <laughs> she's yep, just very she's flat yep. and then he says the shop I'll take all of it I was like I oh it was very very cute it was I loved cute. it I was like, oh, he wants the whole thing, including you, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, we're about what at this point? Like maybe half an hour into the episode? Yeah. Again, this would have been good for a train station style moment. Mm-hmm. And then we still could have gotten a good hour and a half yep. of all domestic John M. Yep. But no, it does wind up being a very, a very good sad moment like mm-hmm. it's a very emotional and I felt like it was like a good powerful moment yeah. but I would have loved it if his his train station declaration had happened here yeah since I couldn't have it at the beginning of the episode yeah but what ends up happening is you're right she's like yeah what do you want what are you here to buy he says his sweet little answer 
Yeah. And he's like, okay, but really, why are you here? Yeah. And he's like, well, why do you think? And he's like, you know, you, she's like, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. And he says, well, you didn't even say goodbye. Like you just left and took off without saying a word. And she tells him, well, I took a cue from you. That's your style. And he's Uh like, I don't even remember doing that. Like you keep, you know, like you keep telling me this stuff, but I don't actually remember just up and leaving without saying goodbye to you. And she's like, yeah, that's the problem. And I'm tired of reminding you of everything. Mm -hmm. And basically it doesn't do anything because it doesn't jog anything in your memory. Yeah. And she's like, well, she's like, I'm trying to, while I'm trying to win you back, I'm just devastated and I'm bored and it's just hurting me over and over again. This is who I am now. I'm the son M that lived in the neighborhood that worked at the grocery store. And this is, this is what I am. And he's like, no, you were this in the past, but this isn't who you are now. And she's like, well, you were the John who wanted to have a world tour with me, but you're not him anymore. Yeah. And he's like, have I really changed that much? (sighs) Yeah. And, you know, she says, actually, in fact, you really haven't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you just turned back to basically to the core of who you are. And right. that's what I, and that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And she says, you're the owner of your life. You can live it as you wish, but please, please allow me to do the same thing. Yeah. And he says, um, you're right because you're the one who was damaged most after the accident. I did my best. It just wasn't enough. Yeah. And she tells him, don't blame yourself. We yeah. did our best. Mm-hmm. We both did our best in this process. Yep. We just couldn't manage it. We just mm-hmm. couldn't make it work. And I hope that the rest of our lives can be good for both of us. Yeah. And he says, I hope so. And then they share this really sad look in their eyes with each other. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves mm-hmm. and he's like crying in his truck as he's driving I away. Know. He's crying in the Bacall. It's, ugh. It really feels like the end at that point. It does. Like it does. it's kind of that, what they call like the black moment in literature yeah. where you don't know if everything's going to be okay from there. And that's a sign of really good storytelling <laughs> is if your feelings and how your your perspective on the situation and the story, you're like, I, I don't know if this is really going to be okay. <laughs> well, and let's be real. This is a DZ. So it very well could not be okay. Exactly. We don't have the guarantee of the happy ever after. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're, they're both really upset. But we have a recovered memory that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, while and he's driving, right? Yeah. He remembers the moment in, is it four or five, when they're um, out at the coast. It's the Arzutosh episode. And she's telling the story. Episode what? Three. Three. <laughs> Jeez, I'm way off. Um, and she's telling the story about the sailor. Is that what it is? What what story is that? I, Why can't I, I remember? So. It's the sailor and his love because Aisha sprinkled so many stories in those yeah. wonderful episodes that it's hard to keep them all straight. Um, but yeah, I think it was the one about the sailor and how he loved her, but he, and he would always come back for her um, to find her. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was a pretty heartbreaking story that didn't really mm-hmm. have a happily ever after. And she slips on the rocks and John catches her. Yeah. So that's an interesting little moment because you're like, okay, we've got a little more that's coming to him. 
Mm-hmm. And Sanem is just gutted and she's having flashbacks of some of the best scenes Mm -hmm. like when they're cooking at the house and John's being all cute and they're watching the movie and he wipes away her tears and kisses her oh because again because again this it was a memory where they were watching a story she wasn't telling one but it was one that didn't have a happy ending and she was crying because of that yeah like these two could have just worked it out like and they, then now they're not together and neither one of them is happy. And this is just terrible. And he's like, well, I'll make you feel better. And like gave her all these sweet kisses and yeah, Ugh. the man might not be able to hold a pizza box correctly, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he knows how to induce the swoon. So, mm-hmm. so, um, there's a quick dinner scene at the Idens where they decide that they're going to start delivering groceries and they ask mm-hmm. about John, but Sanem is just avoiding the subject. Yeah. She doesn't want us to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this next scene I wrote, since apparently both John's parents suck, uh, he has to have a heart to heart with Mirabon, the only yeah. parent type figure left in his life. Who's only yeah. really been in his life for a few months. Let's be real. Yeah. And I mean, how technically, because he lost his memory, that's even less time. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So mm-hmm. who's this woman? But both of his parents have abandoned him. <laughs> Which so, Yuma, I expected. I'm still bitter. I will always be bitter about them getting rid of Aziz the way they did. And then especially because later on at one point when he even tries to call his dad, he can't even get a hold of him. And they're yeah. like, well, that's dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, it's. It's kind of a character assassination of who we know Baba Aziz is. So yes, in a perfect world, he would Mm -hmm. be talking to his father about the situation. But all he has is Mirabon. And we love Mirabon. Don't get me wrong. I just, he does, he literally doesn't know this woman. Mm -hmm. But they have a heart to heart anyways. Yeah. And she gives him some good advice. And, you know, because he basically tells Mirabon, like I, she's like, clearly you're feeling a lot of things. And have you shared that with Sanem? And he's like, well, I went to go tell her what I was feeling. And I wanted to tell her that I loved her. I wanted to tell her not to leave me, but I just couldn't when I got there. And he says, I guess I wasn't really ready. And because of this damn accident, I'm never going to be. Mm-hmm. And then she said, okay, but are you ready? She asked a very good question. She said, are you ready to lose her forever? Yeah. That's really the question he has to come to grips with. And it's like, yeah, maybe you weren't quite ready to say all of those things right then, but are you absolutely ready to just lose her? And he says, I loved it because he says, you ask the hard questions. And she says, but it's got an easy answer. Uh Uh-huh. So score one for Mirabon. Yes. So she just tells him, you know, the story won't end here. Trust me, this isn't the end of your story. So awesome. <laughs> yes. Yay for Mirabon. <laughs> yes. So it's the next day and the Idens buy a little like Vespa, little mm-hmm. motorbike. Um, there's kind of a little haggling scene. Um, and then back at the agency, they're preparing for the campaign. <laughs> and again, John is not in this world right now. Duren's the only one really working because that is the theme of Fikri Yep. But she's typical. 
She looks so good though. I loved her in hot pink. I loved her matching lips. I was so impressed that they found a lip color that perfectly matched her outfit. Perfectly. <laughs> My only thing would I would have hemmed those pants just a tiny bit. Yeah. But overall, girlfriend looked good. So yeah. I just wanted to point that out. I think she's like really teeny because mm-hmm. they always have her in heels. And even mm-hmm. with her heels, she's still short. She's so like, I'm like, another one. I'm like, Doren, you're so little. <laughs> yes. And it's funny because if you follow uh, her on Instagram, uh huh, the actress, she looks nothing like her character. I don't even think she remotely wears on her own even half the amount of makeup that Duran does. Uh huh. And she looks so. I mean, she's still beautiful, but she just looks so different. Yeah. Anyways, side note. Um. So yeah. So she's basically like, listen, we've got this really important meeting. We have to, you know basically show our demo to these people whose campaign we're trying to win. Mm-hmm. And she's like the only one really concerned about this. Then the next few scenes, they flip back and forth between Sun M going on Bacall deliveries and then Duren dragging John to IHS company to like, get it together. We need to do this presentation. Right. So, so uh, after the meeting, they, they do their whole presentation and everybody is leaving. Um, and the it's it's not the it's his brother right this is the guy we're right. dealing it's, with now it's Aicha's uncle I believe yeah the brother of the CEO so he's probably like a CFO or something who knows mm-hmm. so he basically tells them okay we're still going to talk to the other agency and then we'll let you know right um, but we were impressed and, you did a good job blah mm-hmm. blah blah and then Aicha holds John back and she literally says, literally yeah. grabs him yeah uh-huh. So she says, I heard you had some problems with your private life. It's not my business, of course. No, it's not. No, it is not, honey. You you barely know this guy. You barely know him. But you're grabbing him. You're physically grabbing him. Mm-hmm. And you're inserting yourself into the situation where yep. you're, where you don't belong. So she's like, it's not my business, of course. But we can postpone the climbing trip if you want. and John's like no that's okay you don't have to do that just go without me I (laughs) loved that and you know but then of course she still tries to save face like oh well yes when I'm trying to work out a personal problem I like to be alone too we're so alike in that way blah 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 but arf but arf and that's when she grabs him actually you're right because he's about to leave like thanks for understanding and then she grabs him. He, I love it. Cause he like looks down, like, did she just grab me? And then like yeah. looks up her and not with anything flirtatious. Nope. Not like, I wouldn't say angry. They're not angry eyes, but they're just kind of like, um, what are you doing? Yeah. And she's like, you know, if you get tired of being alone with your thoughts, you know where to find me. And then he just gives her one curt nod, like, Fine, mm-hmm. whatever. And then he walks away. And then he nopes on out of there. Yep. So he gives her no indication that he's interested at all. And no. this is a continued situation throughout the episode. Agree. So John is at the coast being being pensive and moody with Disney music randomly. Yes, I wrote Disney music. <laughs> Sad John stares at the sea. He reflect he reflects on the events of the last few days. And yes. then 
there's a motorbike crash right behind <laughs> him. And guess who's driving the motorbike that crashes, guys? I was laughing so hard at this scene. Because <laughs> one M sees him and she gets all distracted. She's like, John? Mm-hmm. And then what do you know? She crashes the bike. And go ahead. This was so good, though, because <laughs> this was like the perfect comedic relief after their last meeting being so heavy and final. Yes. Um, I loved it so much because of course she crashes right near him. Everyone flocks to her. He runs before he even realizes that it's Sun M. And then it's like Sun M, Sun M. And he's like grabbing at her helmet, like touching her face. Like, are you okay? Don't move. I'm going to call an- somebody call an ambulance. We need to get you checked out. She's like, no. Well, not- and, well, but before she's being all dramatic, she's like, I had an accident. I fell from the bike. I feel so bad. <laughs> But then the second he starts being dramatic about it, she's like, leave me alone. I'm fine. Don't touch me. And Don't then, tell me what to do. <laughs> and then she jumps up. All these people are like, yeah, dude, like she wants you to leave her alone. And she looks at him and she says, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, it, what? What do you mean? And he's like, she's like, I don't, I don't know. She basically is like, oh my, he's like, your, your head should be fine. You're wearing a helmet. She's like, no, I hit my head and all the memories just left it. I like, he's totally trolling him. (laughs) And then she's like, no, I don't know who you are. Don't touch me. And then everybody in the crowd is like, dude, she told her not to touch you. Leave her alone. She doesn't know you. And she's like, yeah, I don't know you. I'm fine. And she gets on the bike and And just leaves. And he's like, he's still mumbling, like, you had an accident. You're hurt. You need to go to the doctor. But he's like dumbfounded. Like, it's just really funny. I mean, it's it's kind of funny. It is a little mean to troll someone who lost their memory. (laughs) But it was. How could you resist, right? You have it. So funny. (laughs) So it was great. I loved this. I loved that scene very much. So, uh, so John, good. John heads back to the company. Mm-hmm. Everyone's still like, he's not himself. He's down. JJ starts to have like a panic attack about it because he's like, I think they just start so, stop. Basically all start like, well, if he doesn't ever recover from this and we're going to go out of business, we're not going to get client. Like it just is right. this whole snowball effect and JJ's freaking out. Yeah. Muzo talks about sacrificing JJ to, yeah. <laughs> to, to get them jobs or something. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. And then, so Sonem's back at the Bacall and I wrote, she takes the helmet off and I'm like, I'm sorry. How does she not have helmet head? Because it's Demet mm-hmm. and nothing. She can jump into the ocean and then she still looks beautiful. She can have a ridiculous helmet on her head all day and she doesn't have helmet hair. Yeah. Okay. So, and let's, I mean, okay. Those scenes were recorded. Let's just say she actually only was wearing the helmet for like a few minutes. Mm-hmm. It's the middle of August people. It's yeah. hot. Mm-hmm. And even a few minutes with a helmet on your head will give you helmet hair and mm-hmm. no, not M, not Demet. <laughs> That's why Pantene picked her. That You're right. <laughs> <laughs> she has magic hair. It's true. <laughs> oh my God. So uh, basically so, her parents are concerned. Yeah. Because they're like, you're doing a lot. You're going crazy. You're doing all these deliveries. You just jumped from, you know, quitting the agency. And now you're doing this, like, and you're fully, you know, diving into it. Right. I loved it because they said, maybe you should take a little break or a vacation for yourself. Like, yeah, get away for a while. Yeah. But she's like, 
No. <laughs> yeah. So back at the agency, I just shows up because she, that's all she does apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, She's like Jada in that sense. Honestly. Just yeah. I said, up. I said, because of course women who like John just can't leave him alone. Apparently. So she comes to give them we're the news one, of- We're ones to talk. Like we would like leave him alone if we were in his vicinity. <laughs> hey, I would like to think that we have a little more self-control than these women on this show. All right, I'll give you that. Yeah, I would not brazenly be like, when you're tired of being alone with your thoughts, you yeah. know where to find me. If yeah. a guy was making it clear that he didn't like us, we wouldn't be like, I'm just going to keep showing up at your place of employment and oh, sticking yeah. myself into the situation. True. I don't think we would do that, Kristen. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're right. Okay. We are, we're a little better than these women. <laughs> so she basically tells them they got the job. So mm. hooray, Fikri Harika. Um, and they're all invited to a party because that's mm. how everything is in this show. And Sanem is invited as the guest of honor. So Emery tells John that he needs to be the one to go ask her to come to the party. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my thing. I was trying to figure out what was Aicha's angle with this? Like, why? I mean, it seemed clear that, you know, hey, Sanem's out of the picture as competition I was kind of like why did she invite her as the guest of honor was it so that she could humiliate her in some way like I don't I'm guessing I'm guessing it was a polite thing and maybe it wasn't even her idea maybe it was like the company they're her creams right they probably were like yeah make sure that Sanem knows she's the guest of honor for this party because of our partnership and blah 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 Okay. So, I just was kind of like, what's your angle here? Because you seemed pretty happy she was out of the picture, but okay. That's right. fair. Well, and then later on when she finds out that she's not coming to the party, she's like, well, I can't say that I'm upset about that. Exactly. Exactly. Which was, so that's why I'm thinking it was just a, a business professional obligation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. All right. But yeah, so John literally nopes on out of there. Like I've got something to do as soon as Emery's like, well, you should be the one to invite her in person. And he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And like takes off. So I said, we get Mahale visit take two. Yep. So, um, but when he comes, Sanem's like, oh crap. If he tells mom and dad that I fell, they're going to freak out. So she like runs up and makes sure to give him meaningful eye contact. <laughs> Cause she's like, John, <laughs> he's like, her, oh, her <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, you remember me? You recovered You're- from, <laughs> you recovered from your trauma so quickly. she's like what trauma no there's no trauma here everything's fine so funny and he finally kind of like clicks into the fact that like oh she doesn't want her parents to know yeah and she's like yeah it's just a joke between me and john because of you know his lost memory ha 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 like and not mev kabir like oh that doesn't seem very funny but okay So he tells her about the party. He tells all of them about the party. Mm -hmm. And Sanem basically says, oh, thank thank you, you. but I'm not going. (laughs) I told you that I'm not going to have anything to do with this. So thanks, but no thanks. Mm -hmm. Um, So John just kind of leaves. And he's all worked up. Mm -hmm. 
And he's like blaming Emery. He like calls Emery and is like, why did you send me here? Yeah. Like, he's like, because Sonam said no. And, and I, you know, he makes a good point. He's like, she acts like she's the only person who's hurt in this. And it's like, mm. I get that too. You know, just because he can't remember everything, it doesn't mean he's not being affected or hurt by like what's going on. Right. Yep. He's like, it's her cream. She's acting like she doesn't care. And then he's like, it's, I know that it's not about the cream. I know that it's about me. And, um, anyway, like, like you said, um, she, he says that she acts like she's the only one who's being hurt yeah. and, and like he did it, like it was his choice to forget right. everything. Right. So, so, um, and then he tells, but he does tell Emery, like, there's a voice in my head now that's just basically telling me to leave here, like mm. just to leave and go. And I, Emery's like, okay, brother, I, I understand you're hearing that voice, but don't listen to it. Listen to mine. <laughs> like, uh-huh. don't, don't go anywhere. Yeah. And don't leave. <laughs> that's a bad he, voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, I'll see you at the party. Goodbye. Like hangs mm. up. And then there's all this chatter at the agency and JJ's like, don't worry, I'll get Sonam to the party. And everyone's like, well, she just said she wasn't coming. So like, I don't understand how that's going to work. And he says, I didn't say I will bring her to the party. I said, I will get her to the party. Uh And he's like, leave it up to me. And yeah, you know, he has his little evil, not evil plan, but you know. Right. So So lame is home getting ready and then they uh they're all ready for the party and they leave there's like a weird little thing with mev Kabay like smacking emre <laughs> and yeah she keeps like, like batting lint off of off of his jacket it's just yeah. weird so um they they try one more time layla tries one more time to convince sanem to come and sanem is like no thank you but have fun you look beautiful yeah. mm-hmm and then suddenly the buckal gets another order, a huge order of 20 sausages and an entire wheel of cheese. Wheel of cheese. <laughs> it's like this crazy order. And it's funny because when Nihat finds out where it's being delivered to, he's like, well, how'd you hear about us? And sometimes like, dad, stop. Who cares? It's making us money. Like just let them order. So she's like bagging all these crazy, insane quantities of things. Uh-huh. And it's kind of a funny moment because she's like, dad, order sausage, order the whole warehouse. Like tell, we'll have to tell the bank that we were robbed with money. Like they'll think it's hilarious because we're going to yeah. make so much money off of this. Like it was just a cute, goofy little moment. Yeah. She packs this whole thing up and heads on out to do her delivery. Mm-hmm. So it's party time mm-hmm. and Fikri Harka is at this house. They're all in, t- in the party. And then, uh, I'm so mad about this. So, <laughs> you, so know gonna, you know what I'm going to talk about. I know. I know. Before that, though, I love it because John arrives and he looks at JJ and he says, JJ, you're becoming my style icon. And like, <laughs> it was so cute because, you know, JJ just like ate that compliment up. It yeah. was, I thought it was such a cute moment with them. But then, then the Baywalk music starts playing. Yeah. They give stupid idiot I hate her, Aicha, a babe walk. They give her, first of all, how dare you? How dare you? How dare they give her a babe walk? I'm so mad about this. And I'm like, sorry, she doesn't even look that good. 
And where was John's babe walking when he walked in? He looks good. He was way more deserving of a babe walk. Give JJ a babe walk. Give Doren a babe walk. Give yes. one of those Fikri Harika people. I would have been happier if they gave Muzo a babe walk, but they Amen. gave stupid Aicha a babe walk. And I am so bitter. Nothing against that actress. <laughs> no, whatever your name is, actress, this is nothing to do with you. And you're very you beautiful. Just- this has nothing to do with you. <laughs> You just played your character very well, and we hated her. <laughs> so here's the thing that bugs me after that, almost a little more than her even getting the babe mm. walk, is that I'm like, I'm sorry, is this a weird flirty moment? Uh-huh. It sure like, looks like it. Because it looks like it. And I'm like, no, John hasn't showed any interest. And he, th- that scene could have been delivered in a way where it didn't come across flirty. He could have just been like, he could have just said like, oh, that's not how I'm used to seeing you. And then she could have tried to say something flirty and then he could have been like, oh, uh-huh, and like walked away. But instead he's like, whoa, like the Aicha, I'm sorry, who are you? You're a stranger. The Aicha I know is always dressed in like cargo pants and casual and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it basically he's paying her a huge compliment, but yeah. in a flirty way because yep. he didn't have to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't know you. Like, I'm so taken aback by how great you look. It just, I didn't like it. I didn't like it because it felt completely out of place with how he's been with her since this episode started. Right. And it just felt, it just felt weird. Yep. Well, and Duran sees this interaction and Duran is no fool as we are well aware. Mm -hmm. And she predicts that Aicha is going to make a move on John because she can tell that she's interested in him. Yep. So... Then, poor Sun M, gosh, poor Sun M comes with this huge delivery. She's in her normal casual clothes with a big old helmet on her head. And she's like, I smell like sausage. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I just had a recovered memory of when we were working at Outback. And, and did one of us get steak sauce all over us? Something happened. I think it was me. And, (laughs) and somebody made a remark like, well, you'd probably be more attractive to men if you smell like steak. Steak. (laughs) So maybe smelling like sausage is the same thing. Like she'll just be more attractive to John because she smells like meat. That's true. And he loves (laughs) cooking and grilling meat as we know. Uh Uh-huh. So, um, she comes she, go ahead i was just gonna say she walks in realizes like okay which one of you made this order knows what's going on and then looks over and sees john and aicha talking and she's like okay yeah i'm like out of here and they're like no you're here just stay she's like i'm not even dressed for this like what were you guys thinking she's like i loved it because layla's like john's casual too like you don't need to be dressed up for this like yeah the guest of honor you can dress however you want like you match with john because he's not dressed up either I liked liked that little like moment. Um, And then Muzo kind of brings attention to her and is like, the woman of the hour, everybody clap for Sanem. So that was cute. And then I said, um, there's like when they flash back to like, like who did this? And JJ's like, well, we got her here by placing a big order. And then they flash back to JJ and Muzo 
making the order on the phone, mm-hmm. but he's like talking in like a Pee Wee Herman voice or something. <laughs> I didn't think of that at all. That's so funny. I was oh like, is gosh. he trying to be Pee Wee Herman? I'm a little confused right now, but whatever. Then you see a stupid Aisha's face when she notices that Sanem is there. Mm-hmm. She's not and happy. It, she's not happy at all. So then we have a weird trip to the bathroom. it's yeah anyway so they both john and son and both end up going to the bathroom and they're waiting in line one cute thing about this scene is that Mm -hmm. all the extras in the party scene and this scene are all the crew members of of the show so they all kind of got to have a little moment as an extra at this party i loved that uh huh. And then in the middle of their conversation, Chari, the director. <laughs> the director, comes over, and as he leaves, John is like, "Who is he? Who's that guy? I've seen him before. Is he a director?" And Sonam's like, "I don't know. What's his show?" <laughs> so that like, was a funny. Little- yeah, it was. I loved that little nod to to them, and I love Chari's voice. It's like so deep and manly. He has a uh, super deep voice. Hmm. But yeah, so it's like, it's kind of these weird flirty moments. And I swear they like broke character because they both start giggling about something mm-hmm. but, and like having this funny little moment. But I'm like, it makes no sense because. Well, and what they're saying, they're kind of like, okay, so it's, it's kind of a parallel thing where they're talking about toilet paper mm-hmm. and she's like, is it over? And he's like, yeah. She's like, great. So everything is over. And I'm like, yeah. okay, you're talking about the toilet paper. You're talking about your relationship. Are you talking about the show? What are you talking about? Right. It was so, just kind of an odd scene to me. It was. And like I said, when you see them just kind of like start to get this little fit of giggles, I'm like that they had to have just broken character. It must've just been something goofy and funny, but it was cute. So they, you know, kept it, but it just, it wasn't very fitting to like what was going on in the episode. So yeah. Okay. So the, the party, right? Yes. The party at night now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, JJ and Muzo are like chatting up the ladies. And then we have a moment where JJ tells Muzo where his villages. Yeah. First of all, why does Muzo get to find out? I mean, I know they've been like a little Bert and Ernie, you know, Oscar and Felix type thing uh-huh. for a while now. But I mean, I know why, because these writers probably had no freaking clue where JJ was from because Aicha, they, Aicha didn't get to finish the series. Right. So rather than picking something, mm-hmm. they were like, ah, we'll keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. Which some people I think liked the mystery of that, but mm-hmm. I would have liked to know by the end, like, mm-hmm. where's JJ from? It's been this whole running theme throughout the show. And then we don't even get the satisfaction of being like, oh, so maybe I was, one day Aisha can tell us maybe one day. I hope so. Maybe one day we'll convince her to come on the podcast with us and just chat even to do like an email interview. Yeah, or- I would love that. Or she doesn't have to turn on her her video, video with That's Zoom. Cool. Yeah. Nope. We could just we totally could do, do like, like a phone interview. Mm-hmm. So Aisha, if you're listening to us, <laughs> we're willing to interview you in any way that you are willing to do it. So yeah, we just really want to talk with you and pick your brain apart because we love your imagination. 
Yep. Totally. It's our little segue. (laughs) Yeah. So the Idens, meanwhile, are waiting to eat dinner because they think Sunem's going to be right back, but Mm -hmm. she's not because she's staying at the party. But Mev could be like, FaceTimes her Mm -hmm. and basically is like, we'll get home because dinner's ready and we're waiting for you. And she's like, okay, it's kind of like her cue to be able to get out of there. Like, sorry, my mom needs me to see you guys later. Yeah. And so Sanem, much to everyone's chagrin, is like, see you later. And kind of like goes through the house to the front door. Meanwhile, they all kind of dissipate after her. And Aija is like, (laughs) so, um... Basically, she's like, let's make this a smaller party of two. She's basically propositioning him. Yes! <laughs> and she's I'm like, like, oh, you don't like stuff like this. I can tell. And he's like, he's like, yeah, not really. She's like, yeah, me either. She's like, well, if you want, we can get rid of this crowd and make it a smaller party. He's like, well, it's not the people I have a problem with. I love it. I love it. He's like, he's like, in general, I'm not in the mood for a party. And then he right. walks away. He just says, good or and like leaves. Love it because he is going after his woman. Yep. So everybody's out. They all followed her out there mm-hmm. like a gaggle of geese, little goslings following their mom. And then they're like, don't go, don't go. And then they're like, okay, fine, whatever. If you're going to leave, just take off. Yeah. <laughs> And they all head back inside. Well, John follow follows them, mm-hmm. and he comes out, and he says, "Get me," and he uh-huh. told, which means don't go. If you guys recall from the early episodes, that's a whole theme. Yep. And you know, she asks a valid question: Can you give me one good reason? Mm-hmm. And he says, "Well, I can't. I can't because I can't properly express what I'm feeling." Mm-hmm. He says, "Because you don't know what you're feeling, John." Yeah. And, you know, he says, well, it's not that easy to explain. And she says, it is easy to explain in your heart somewhere. You just remember me and I'm a small mark. I'm just a small mark on your heart. And if you give it time, it'll fade. Mm -hmm. He says, and what if it doesn't? And she says, it will, John, like many things have already. It's just going to continue doing that. Yeah. She's like, it might leave a little mark, but nothing that's going to be basically of consequence. And he stands up and gets really close to her. Mind you, Aicha is like creeping from the doorway watching this entire exchange. She's pulling and, a yeet. Mm-hmm. And she, and John gets really close to her and says, I do not want to leave after this. And she says, you will. I know it. It's in your nature. And she like, fa- she like grabs his face, like mm-hmm. strokes his beard. And she says, you're an albatross. You're just unfortunately not my albatross, John. Oh, so sad. And it's, it's so sad. And she leaves after that. And mm-hmm. he's, he's like gutted. I love it because he turns towards the doorway and sees Aicha there. He does not say one word to her. He well, just it's like, it's like rather than dealing with her because she's waiting there like a creep, he's like, I'm not, t- how, I, I don't feel like talking to this woman. And so he leaves. He <laughs> just his, gets in his truck. Gets in his truck and goes. Because he's like, I don't want to deal with this woman right now. And I would rather leave. Yeah, so he's at the coast. Yes. Again. <laughs> he's back at the water. Yeah. And he's reflecting again on his most recent interactions with Sanam. 
Mm-hmm. And, and he's looking at pictures on his phone and these seem to be from the time of his memory that is lost. Right. Yep. So th- I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Meanwhile, whiny Nihots just being a toddler about yeah. wanting to eat his dinner because Sun M finally gets home and they're finally allowed to eat because FKM made them wait. And mm-hmm. this is though when she tells them, you know what? I am going to take that trip. Yeah. And I bought a ticket already and I am going to leave tomorrow. And I think you're right. And yeah. Away. And my first stop is going to be uh, Eski Shahir. I hope I said that correctly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that sounds, or, or Eskashir, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then she tells them, and then Galapagos. And then they like freak out that she's going to go to Galapagos by herself. And she's like, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I put, it's because she can't handle going there without John. And you can't convince right. me otherwise. Although I meant to point this out earlier, this whole episode, um, she is wearing her albatross clip in her hair. And yes, I, it's clearly significant because we know what that means. The whole like, um, myth behind it was, you know, you wear it on a lock of your hair to keep someone you love close. Mm -hmm. And so even though, you know, she's accepted what her situation is, she's, you know, going to move forward with her life that Mm -hmm. she's still keeping that piece of him with her. Yeah. And I loved, I love that that they always remember him. Yes. I love that they had that there. Um, yeah. So yeah. So basically she's like, I'm just going to travel all over Turkey. That's basically the plan and just, and just get away. So, yep. So the next morning the family saying goodbye to her and she's getting ready to go on her trip and cause she made the decision to go. So she's going to go the very next day. Mm-hmm. So she's all packed and she's headed out. And as she gets in the, into the taxi, John pulls up in his truck and he sees her leave. So he's like, uh, he follows the taxi mm-hmm. and follows her to the train station and said, get your girl. Yeah. So we have this beautiful moment where she's at the train station getting her ticket. We've got the guitar music playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dream music. And, uh-huh. And she's waiting on the platform and just kind of looking pensive. And John, come, you see John rush in. Mm-hmm. He's looking around for her, um, desperate to find her. And you hear that her train is coming yes. and that it's going to be the next one to get loaded on. And so she's all ready. And then up comes John mm-hmm. from the escalator and he calls, calls her. And we have this beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. So he runs to her mm-hmm. and he again says, Git me, yeah. don't go. And he's got the albatross clip. Yes. So it's good that you mentioned that. Um, yeah, I meant to mention it when she first started her grocery deliveries because I was like, oh, she's still wearing it. But mm-hmm. anyhow. Yeah. So he's like, you gave this to me, right? Hmm. It couldn't be anyone else. Mm-hmm. And she's like, actually, no, you gave it to me. Huh. So he says, son, M, I may not remember many things, but I understood a lot. Mm-hmm. He says, I understood that I can't do without you. I couldn't sleep for three hours and two days. And I can't think of anything else except for you. Maybe you're not in my current memories, but let's make new memories together. Sonia. Yes. Geet me. He says, don't go and take my chance of being the luckiest guy on earth. 
and she says, luckiest man on earth. He says, how many people can say that they fell in love with the woman that they love twice? Mm -hmm. And he's like, so she's quiet. Mm -hmm. And she, he's like, aren't you going to say anything? <laughs> and she says, no. <laughs> and still gives him a few seconds to sweat because you see his face like, okay, like I, I, you know, basically I shot my, oh, that doesn't work. Unless I say I shoot, I'm going to shoot my shot basically is like what he, he shot did. his shot. Yeah. He <laughs> shot his shot. That's why I was like, this isn't going to, the phrase I'm trying to say isn't going to work, but he put it all out there and then he's like, okay. And she's still, she's still going to go like, and that, that realization's coming over him. But then, then he attacks him, <laughs> he grabs his face and kisses him. Now, and then we get robbed we get of robbed. this long, beautiful kiss. But worry not, you guys, because while I was watching yesterday, <laughs> I asked Twitter to send me a link because I knew somebody on Twitter would have a, um, a link to the fully uncut kiss. And someone did. So I will make sure that that lovely, beautiful kiss, I'll have a link to it in the episode notes for you guys so that you don't have All to watch, right. you don't have to watch the four second version. You can watch like the 18 second version of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. The good version. It's such a good kiss. It's so good. <laughs> the like, juicy version. Well, I mean like his arms, like the way he's holding her, like, Oh, they're in it. They, they are, are just in it. in it. And that's <laughs> the part of me that's like, Okay, whatever. I'm not here to start an argument, but can <laughs> convince me that wasn't John and Demet. Okay, just convince me. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> so um, back at the Mahale, mm -hmm. um, they, Niha and Mekabe are chatting with Lame. Oh, no, it's, they're chatting with Emre. Mm -hmm. And then um, they're kind of talking about John and Sanem. And they're like, oh, they love each other. But but then Layla comes running out and she basically announces to everybody mm -hmm. that John and Tana were back together. Then she calls the agency, tells them that they're back together. The agency throws a party. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a dance party. Yep. And then you get this delicious moment because Aicha shows mm -hmm. up and she's like, what's everyone celebrating? And Duran, God bless her. She's like, we're celebrating because John and Sanem are lovers again. They're back together. And because she knows how, you know, she, she saw Aicha's little talons. Oh and, yeah. She knows. Mm -hmm. So she makes sure to make it very clear to her. And so she says, you know, why don't you come back next week during a weekday? And then we can talk your business stuff. Like we have things to celebrate. <laughs> yep. It's and so she good. says it very nicely. She's just she thrilled, that, uh, thrilled for her friends. Yes. And then Aicha can just skulk away and we don't ever have to think about her again. That's right. And then there's a song they're all dancing to. Um, I'll link it in the notes because it's a very long title. I'm not going to try to say it, but I do have it for you guys. So we'll have it in the notes. So, so we get a whole cute afternoon yeah. of the two of them together. They're snuggling in the park. They play Frisbee together with little kids randomly. It's, it's <laughs> really cute. And like, Anytime they're like kind of snuggling, I love how she just like reaches around and like grabs his beard and it's like, it's just, it's so like possessive, but it's also like this tender, sweet. It's just very cute. It's very cute. It's very cute. I love these moments that we have of them together. Me too. And it's funny because they talk about the world tour that, you know, that they 
are finally going to get to go on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't worry. And I remember, even though you don't remember teaching me, I remember everything you taught me about being a good boat captain, like, which, you know, clearly she did a terrible job that day. Yeah. It's funny. And then she's happy. She has a little moment where she's happy that he's good, that he doesn't remember uh-huh. her little, <laughs> her little pasta mishap. But <laughs> see, no, I thought that was a memory flash for him when it flashes back to the pasta moment. See, I thought it, I thought it was her because oh, okay. she's like, oh, I'm glad I have a photographic memory. And then she's like, oh yeah, too bad. You don't remember that day. And then <laughs> it flashes. Her. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought he was getting a weird little glimpse into into like her insonemity, but, um, either way we get a flashback to that. And she asks him and she's like, and you're sure that like, basically we're never going to be apart again. Right. And he says, I will keep falling in love with you until my life ends. You mm-hmm. guys, it's so sweet. Oh, it's so sweet. I love it so much. So do I. And, um, so yeah, then, you know, we get their little cute montage playing Frisbee with everyone. And then I said, and then afterwards he buys her food because some things never change. And, yep. uh, and then we get the dream music and he like, it's like the Turkish version of Elote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, can't stop um, touching her. He just constantly has to be like, mm-hmm. whether his hands are on his shoulders or he just like grabbing her face. Like it's just, it's just cute. He like, can't help himself. He has to have some, some piece of him like touching her and I love it and then she says do you remember what we had planned after the world tour and he's like well since I learned about the world tour from you uh no I don't what was it and she says never mind and he says no tell me please and she says no you can tell me when you remember it and it's cute because he's like well I might not and she's like and she basically says it'll come to you one way or another let's let's go on our world tour basically. And then let's talk about things after that. So she's basically convinced yeah. whether he actually remembers it or not, he's going to want to get married and have kids with her, um, after they have their world tour. So I love that right. she's trusting that that's where it's going to lead memory or not. And then we get some really good snuggle moments. You guys like they yeah. get all snuggly and she gets all scratchy with his beard again. And mm-hmm. I love it. And then, um, then he goes to drop her off at home. Yeah. And he's going to kiss her goodnight and they're, they're being really sweet. He's like, I wish you didn't have to go. And well, he asked her to like, come back to the farm with him. Yeah. He's, he's like, you know, you don't have to, you could come with me. And in 51 <laughs> dang episodes, this girl has not learned. Just go I with know. him. Oh, I, I put, so he's like, let your inner koala out. <laughs> <laughs> well, she chooses not to. And she's like, no, I told my parents I would be here with them. So I have to go home. Mm-hmm. So he's going to go give her a kiss goodnight. And then stinking Meliot mm-hmm. comes out and ruins the whole beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. And she's excited for them. And she kisses both of them. The The one funny little thing is she's like, come here, come here. Let me kiss you. Congratulations. She kisses Sanem. Sanem like leans over and then she grabs John and she kisses him. And then John turns around because he's going to kiss Sanem. Yes. He like <laughs> keeps trying to go in for the kiss with her. Like, well, everyone's just exchanging kisses. So, and it, but it never quite happens. <laughs> oh, so funny. So she finally just hops out of the truck and goes home. And I said, poor John. <laughs> I know. Poor John. So, um, 
she's back home and then she has a little moment with her parents and it's cute because Nihat tells her like you guys are each other's destiny Mm -hmm. so it's good because we know officially that uh Mevkebe and Nihat are happy for them supportive yeah Mm -hmm. they're supporting them and that's obviously something that wasn't always there so now that we're here it's good to know that they officially support them Mm -hmm. so the next morning we realize john is having some flashbacks Mm -hmm. and he's having some memories like the boat sabotage and the very first kiss at the opera Mm. And then Sanem dreaming about their kids and their family and then the world tour conversation. Mm-hmm. So this is a good sign. And um, at the eight, there's a, a quick switch to the agency because Lame and John and Sanem all decide they're not going to go to work today. The girls are going to spend the day together. The boys are going to spend the day together. Mm-hmm. I felt a little bit like, okay. I, yeah. Like, get on with it. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't actually need to establish that, but yeah. All yeah. it did was establish very clearly that, again, for the 18,000th time, Duran is the only one keeping that agency afloat. Yeah. So, um, Sonim calls him, and I love it because he answers the phone, yes, love. And she's like, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, here I am with my parents. Like, <laughs> And I love it because they said, oh, did you get your memory back to John? Mm. And he's like, no, I just fell in love with your girl again. It's just, mm-hmm. ugh, it's so cute. It's so cute. Um, and then you're right. They established that the boys are going to spend the day together. Brothers are going to spend the day together. The sisters are going to spend the day together. And um, yeah. So then John and Emery are together. And this is when I, this, I kind of commented on this earlier about how like, okay, how nice that, you know, John can't get a hold of his dad when he needs to talk to him. And they're like, well, that's dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no big deal. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, but we have a moment where John remembers mm-hmm. that Aziz was sick because, mm-hmm. uh, Emery says something about it and John's like, oh no, nothing like that. If it were anything like that, you know, I would let you know. Yeah. Emery's like, wait a second you remember that? Mm -hmm. And they realize that he has all these recovered memories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because he's like, um, he, he's like, yeah, that part wasn't in the book. Like, and, um, because he basically says like, I wouldn't do it like last time. That's what he says. I wouldn't do it like last time I would tell you. So he basically acknowledges that he knows he kept Aziz's illness from him. Yeah. So that, yeah. And so Emery's like, wait, 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 wait. Like that's not in the book. Like, how did you know that? Well, Emery remembers their moment in the parking garage Mm -hmm. where, uh, John finally tells Emery after holding, keeping the secret for a while. Right. So, um, we have some movement in the memory zone, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And then the girls are having girl time with Mirabon. Like they're basically recount Sanem's recounting the whole train station thing. And Mirabon's basically like, I already knew. And she's like, yeah. John told you, I told him not to. And she's like, no, I could just tell, like I knew. Mm-hmm. And I told him that's not, wasn't where your story was going to end. And so, you know, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. So then John's at the doctor with, yeah. with Emery. And I love it because the doctor's like, okay, are you sure these are actually recovered memories and not just mm-hmm. things that you were told and you're like just remembering being told them recently? 
And Emery's like, no, because I only also just now found out that he sabotaged his boat yeah. to stay yeah. with Son M. And I love it because Emery's like, well, yeah, dude, but that wasn't about you. Like, it was just so like, I had to do right. it. <laughs> so yeah, basically they're talking and he's like, well, have you had anything? Has anything major happened? Have you had any like big emotional um, uh, situations come up recently? Like anything that has made it been like a major change in your life. And he's like, well, you know, mm-hmm. I real like, I fell back in love with Son M like for who she is now, not because of what we had before. I just realized I loved her. And, and basically the doctor is like, well, that's it. Son M was the cure. Like, <laughs> I love, I thought that was really cute. Cause he's like, I'm going to tell you something not scientific right now, <laughs> but he's like, what I'll say is that Son M, Son M is your cure. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's cute. So Son cute. M is the cure. <laughs> so then we have a whole thing of shenanigans that made no sense at Fikri Harika with JJ yeah. on Duran and Musa with a baby monitor. Like it was again, a time waster that but, we didn't, we, we, those are precious minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because near the end, I started counting down. You'll see. So, so did I, so did I, so yeah, that whole thing happens. It's dumb. Yeah. We also know. But Go ahead. We have a moment where John's like, hey, listen, don't tell Sonem that I remember everything mm-hmm. yet. He's like, I'm going to, I have some stuff to do first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, don't even tell Layla. Like, I want nobody yeah. to know. Yep. So Duran calls because everything is horrible at the agency because they're all gone and she's like freaking out Mm -hmm. and John is trying to calm her down his high voice like okay okay just don't calm down we're all coming we'll all be there um so they all go back to the agency right and John basically scolds the boys like a father yeah and it's Mm -hmm. you know basically he's like get your crap together (laughs) like yeah you're adults I don't want to have to be punishing you like you're my children Right. And eventually everyone clears out of the office and it's just John and son M left in the office now. And they, then they're, so they, they're hanging out. We, uh, the scene changes real quick to where we realize they've been there for a while. Now they're having chai at this point together mm-hmm. and looking at like headshots and models for their upcoming shoot and right. talking about that. And then something comes up about music and John uses that as like a Oh, I think something's coming to me. Like uh, music, and it, and she's like, "Are you remembering something?" And he's like, "Yeah, a, a rock concert, and <laughs> it was a great night." And he's like, "You must have been the one to come with me." And she's like, "I hate rock music." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, it was in England." He's like, "It had to have been you." I mean, it was in England, and then she's like, "Was it with Poland?" And he's, <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it was with Paula. And she's like, was it somebody else then? There was another woman. Like, and she starts to go nuts because she's like, how are you starting to remember all things that don't have anything to do with me? Like, yeah. I mean, she starts making those crazy faces. Like when she's like putting her fingers up and like sticking her tongue out at him. And like, it's, she just goes crazy. She's like, so frustrated that she's like he's he's so mad he's starting to recover memories and they have nothing to do with me because he has not told her any time that he's had any bit of a flashback where she's concerned as far as she knows he's got nothing so um anyhow sorry guys we had a hit the microphone moment there um anyhow so 
it's funny because he's loving it. He's like basking in her crazy. He is just all amused with how nuts she's going. She like storms out of the office so that she can spill everything to Layla. And Layla's like, okay, but it's good that he's like starting to recover some things, right? Like give him a break, give him time. Like, and then of course, Sonam's like, why are you siding with him? She's like, it's not about siding with him. Like, this is just like what he can't help what's coming back to him and what's not. So maybe just calm down a little bit. Well, and she's, and Sonam's like, um, she's like, what is it about this guy? He charms everybody. Nobody can help but stand with him. And so as they're talking and Sonam is all ticked off, John and uh, Emre are at his office door because Emre sees him trolling her in his office. And Emre's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, so what? John's like, come here, come here, come watch her, come watch her. <laughs> and he's like, you made her mad. Why did you make her mad? And John's like, oh, but she's just so cute when she's mad. <laughs> and if that is not the epitome of men in a nutshell. So, so he's like, he's like, watch, he's like, come here, watch this, watch this. So John is just having a, a grand old mm-hmm. time trolling on him uh-huh. and he plans to continue trolling. Yep. He's like, I'm not going to tell her. I'm just going to keep making her angry because she's so cute. And I know we've talked about this before, but yeah, my husband says the same thing when I get all worked up and he's like, he's like, you're so hot when you're mad. And I'm like, I'm not trying to be hot right now. I'm annoyed with you. Stop it. Like, <laughs> so John John's like all right come on Emery come on and he heads out to the office area and he's like he's like everyone everyone look at me and so then I'm like yeah you of course you always want everybody to look at you she's like a little bitter buddy yeah and he's like tonight we're to celebrate the campaign that we got we're gonna have a party at my house and He's like, he's like, guess what kind of a party we're going to have? We're going to have a chicote party. <laughs> and Sanem freezes mm-hmm. and she looks at him and she's like, wait a second. What does he mean? We're going to have a chicote mm-hmm. party because of course they have a history mm-hmm. that is relative to chicote, but you know, she's not going to say anything about that. Right. So she's just kind of like, okay, that's interesting. But John invites everybody over and then they uh, decide to get that all ready. So everybody's invited, including uh, Mevkabe and Nihon. Yes. So they get a phone call. And I crack up because as everyone's like all excited for that party tonight, um, she like mutters under her breath and she's like, well, I made the best Chikov day and nobody even remembers that. Like, she's like, yeah. it's just too good. And then, so party prep time at the farm. John's making this big old tray of the Chikov day and the employees show up as he's prepping it. Another song is playing. I'll have it linked in the notes for you guys. Mm-hmm. And there, all this dancing ensues around him. And I know it's just kind of random. It's really random, but I was like, yeah, there's a reason they had John making the Chikov day at that time. They knew, <laughs> they knew better than to put him in the middle of that dance circle. And then as they're all dancing and distracted, he starts adding a ton of red pepper uh-huh to the mix and yeah. so if you didn't know what he was up to you definitely know what he's up to now yep and so everybody's there the whole family's there everybody's uh at the table they're all ready to start eating um but john kind of stops everybody and he's like no i want son M to have the first taste mm-hmm. and he's like and so he gets one ready for her and he says I made the proper recipe 
with so much red pepper because she's taking a bite and it's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then she's like, <clears throat> and she's like coughing and yeah. And that's and when he's so spicy. And he, and he says her exact words like, oh, I followed the recipe exactly. And I just kept adding more and more red pepper. And uh-huh. it takes probably like three seconds, but then Sonet uh-huh. flashes back to her, to basically her saying the same thing to him back in episode mm-hmm. 11. And she starts to realize that he remembers. And yeah. And because that wasn't in the book. Because, yep. So and she, she, she looks at him and she's like, wait a second, you remember. She said that detail wasn't in the book. Mm-hmm. So you have to have had remembered it. And he, she says, did you remember at the station? And I love that because, you know, he says, no, I just knew then I was in love with you. Mm-hmm. Then, then I will. Then he remembered. Yeah. Then I woke up and started to remember the woman I fell in love with again. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I just love that. And he says, so to summarize, I'm by a, by a, by a, by a in love with you. Uh-huh. And then, she, and then they kiss. She, she like grabs his face. And she grabs yeah. his face. Oh. And it's so it's so sweet. And then he's like, oh man, those meatballs were spicy because he like tastes the spice on her lips. <laughs> he says like your lips are tingling or something like that. <laughs> and then Sanem's like, can I have a round of applause? And oh. they all <laughs> they all clap for them. So cute. So and thank- then, thankfully, yeah, I, like, thankfully, Emery thought ahead and got yes. them some catering. Yes. So they don't have to eat the outrageously spicy chicote. No. So there's just sweetness. Uh, they're drinking iron to uh, dull the spice. There's mm-hmm. more sweet little kisses between the two of them. Mm-hmm. It's all very sweet. So then we kind of fade into later on at the party. It's nighttime. I love it because they're just standing together and he's like playing with her hair. She's touching Mm -hmm. face. They keep exchanging all these like small kisses. It's just this very sweet intimacy. Yeah. It's just, I love it. I love it so much and I love them. And then Emery proposes a toast and um, everyone starts to contribute their own like thing to toast. Mirabon's toasting their, uh, John M being back together in their love. Layla's mm-hmm. toasting the agency being back up and running again. Like it's just, everyone has something to contribute. Yeah. And then Sun M finally wants to contribute and she starts to talk about her, her John M, her albatross, her only love. And then you guys, the stupidest thing, the least that, John proposal that could possibly ever have happened that were clearly written by two men who have never watched this show before. It's just this drone starts coming in and it's like buzzing. So it keeps distracting her. And she's like, what the heck is that thing? Like, I just want to give my, she's trying to have a very sweet moment. And I have a feeling Sun M would have had a very like eloquent and poetic, you know, thing to say. Mm-hmm. And I put, I'll never forgive those writers for this atrocity because John's like all amused. They're all watching the drone come up and she's just like, shoot it down. What the heck is that thing? Get it away. Like she's just super annoyed by it. And it just ruins this really sweet moment. Yep. And then not only does it ruin this moment, but then when we finally realize what's going on and that it's a proposal and you see the ring and you're like, what What? is this ring? It's the wrong ring. It, it's some random basic 
diamond ring Mm -hmm. and it's not the moonstone that has so much symbolism and so much history between the two of them. Absolutely. And I will never forgive these writers for not using the moonstone. Like you had the perfect opportunity. Yep. I agree. And it's like, it was just really frustrating because we had all these sweet, intimate moments and cuteness between them ever since, you know, she realized he remembered. And this was just so out of place. This was Mm -hmm. so not John, like both proposals before this had, and you know, I wasn't like crazy, crazy about the, um, the one at his birthday party, but it was sweet and very him. I loved the very first one and I hated that Mm -hmm. that was ruined. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it just, it was like, this was the most un John M thing that either one of them. But yeah, because you get this you get a drone, whatever you get this rando ring. And then Sanem isn't like Evet. She's like, Oh yeah. I'm but you, I guess you better, you better make sure you come and ask my family for my hand. And I was like, okay. Okay. Listen, we have all been through enough here. Yeah. We, this is the last of your, this should be the last of your worries. Yep. He has the family's blessing. He has gotten the family's blessing yep. multiple times yep. now for many of the proposals. Mm-hmm. So this whole upcoming scene with him coming and asking for her hand with Mirabon, I was like, what a waste of our time. These are precious minutes yep. that we could have had of happily married family life yep that we are robbed of yep because of a useless scene let me tell you first of all when this happens because she says in principle yes you have to come and ask my family now here's the thing at this point i already believe that john would know that that whole tradition is something important i think especially after having seen it with like when layla and osman got engaged and like just seeing that whole dynamic Yes. I have no doubt he would have taken it upon himself to say like, I know I already proposed to her, but out of respect, I want to do this, but no, they make it where it's like, she's like, well, you have to do this, which whatever. And then you guys, we switch over after she says, yes, you know, he's basically like, well, I'm still on one knee here. And I don't know if you want to marry me or not. And I don't even know if there's yeah. a reason for me to go ask your parents. So then she's like, Evet, and he puts the engagement ring on, they hug, they kiss. It's cute. I guess, mm-hmm. even though it's like ruined. So mm-hmm. then you guys, we have 10 minutes left of this entire episode. There are yep. only 10 minutes left at this point. And yep. more than half of them are spent in the Iden's living room with this whole chaotic, like messy. It didn't. It's even, just a time waster. It's such a waste of time. Like Nihat's like taking his sweet time. And then all of a sudden he's not taking his sweet time because he's like, well, yeah. you guys are so back and forth. I better give my permission before something happens. And it's like, okay. And then Mirabon asks, but Sanem wasn't in the room. So Sanem's like, oh, they're like, oh, I guess you better start over from the beginning, Mirabon. It's just, it's really dumb. It's and dumb. It's a waste of our time in the last episode, the final yep. moments of this show that we will ever get. Yep. Yep. So after wasting several times with that, they finally get their permission. They do the whole ribbon cutting thing. And then John looks at Sanem and he's like, is this our happily ever after? And she says, this is actually just the beginning, John Devitt. 
And mm-hmm. then we have, and then we get a one, a 60 second wedding scene yeah. on the, on the dock. We have less than six minutes left at this point in the episode. Uh-huh. We get no actual wedding ceremony, just the end nope. of it when they're seeing them off after the wedding to, yep. to their, what I assume is their two year world tour. Finally, they have mm-hmm. all these hugs and goodbyes. They look beautiful. Sanem's gorgeous in that dress. John looks great in his, mm-hmm. his very divot style tux. And mm-hmm. I love the song that's playing. It's called close your eyes. I'll link it in the episode notes. And, um, so other than these two, just making a gorgeous bride and groom, this scene was like a robbery. Like we didn't even get to watch them actually get married. Neither of his parents are there. Nope. Nope. And so then I love it because his hands are like all over her face. They are exchanging kisses. Cause it's like, finally we made it. Mm-hmm. And then what we assume is they went off on the world tour there's only three minutes left now. Okay. Three yep. minutes. And mm-hmm. we get, we get 15 seconds of Sanem being pregnant at the end of her pregnancy, being rushed yep. to the hospital where she's screaming and saying, you did this to me. You did this to me. And he's like, don't worry. You'll thank me. You're, you're getting three all at once instead of having to do it in three separate installments. Right. And then and that's, then, it. that's it. And then we have a little dream three music. Minute section of family life with yep. their kids and they have lunch and John wants Sunem to read to him as he takes a little nap and then they chase the kids and have a cute tickle cuddle moment mm-hmm. and then Sunem says something about not the end of the story but the continuation of it and that's it mm-hmm. that's it so now I will say it was very cute watching John chase and play with little oh my gosh. kids. It was so adorable. adorable. My ovaries yeah. loved it, but it just was like, I would have given anything for like a good 45 minutes of them after they got married. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just in, in com- within the scope of the show, mm-hmm. we get so many hours of the toil and the tribulation and everything that's happened between these two characters and all that we have ever wanted was for them to be happy for them to be together and finally when it happens we get a two minute wedding scene and then we get three minutes of their life together finally being happy and that's it that's all that we get. And I realize and that that's more than what a lot of DZs get. I do. Doesn't mean we have to be happy about it. You're right. And it just was like, man, don't get me wrong. This is still my favorite DZ in the world that mm-hmm. I will continue to just watch episodes at my pleasure. Mm-hmm. I will never not love it. I will never not be just completely enamored of the chemistry that these two have. It just, I just wish we had gotten more. And, you know, the only thing that I feel like could make up for it, again, Aisha, listen up. Maybe if you wrote some type of book, you know, give the characters different names if copyrights are an issue. But I seriously would love to read their story from start to finish from Aisha's mind. Like, yeah, what would have happened from one to 51 and if she had never left the show? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I'll start you a GoFundMe. I'm sure plenty of people would contribute so yep. we can pay for you to publish it. But I, that would just be great to have like a book that basically broke down their story and what her vision mm-hmm. was. 
that would make up for it. Cause then I could just always read that when I'm not happy with the finale. Yeah. And honestly, I, I loved those three minutes of their family mm-hmm. time yes. and it's so cute. It's so sweet. It's everything that we would have expected for John and son mm-hmm. It just wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Was yeah. And I still got emotional and I was like, can't believe it's the end and yay, they're finally happy. But it just made me pine for that even more because it's like, look at this beautiful, look at this beauty. We just want more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we waited a year for it basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's the end you guys. Um, the end. And we mentioned this in the bonus episode that we did, I think, or in one of our earlier episodes, but there were a few times that Aisha did drop us little breadcrumbs about the meaning of things like the knots that were being tied. Um, Mm -hmm. so she has dropped us little breadcrumbs before. So maybe, maybe we'll still get some more in the future. Maybe Um, like about those messages in the bottles, um, you know, things like that. So anyhow, but yeah, that's the end you guys. We, (laughs) I can't believe we covered every single episode of this show. I know it's crazy. I can't believe I do. I do have a question. Oh, you do. Um, I do. Yeah. Because, um, I thought if you guys don't know this we're um, no, we already talked about the live. Just kidding. (laughs) That's Um, I thought we could talk about people's answers on the live. Uh, yeah. The wrap party. That's a good idea. So I actually got this question from uh, Instagram from one of our listeners. I think her name is Natasha. Uh, she's underscore N Buras on Instagram. And she said, I have an idea for question of the week. If you guys haven't already used it or something similar to it. And I don't think we have. Mm-hmm. And I thought this would be great for the last episode. Okay. And her question is, how did you discover our Kenji Kush slash Turkish dramas? Mm. Now you and I have talked about this, right? but I want to hear from the listeners how they discovered EK or Turkish dramas in general. Love because, it. Yeah. Cause this is kind of what's brought us all together. And I know that for many people, it's been a different way that they came across it. So I was like, that is a great question. I love that. Um, Mm-hmm. She said, I think it can be in- so interesting how people can accidentally discover these shows, mm-hmm. mainly because unless you're Turkish or you're exposed to Turkish TV, you probably wouldn't have normally found out about EK or other Tur- Turkish disease. It's true. I think these stories would be really interesting uh, because it's interesting to look, always cool to look into other people's experience and see how something that they found accidentally can become so meaningful. So I love that, Natasha. Yeah. So that's a question. Uh, and we'll, if you guys answer before Saturday, then we'll talk about your answers on our live. Yeah. So. Or save your answers. If you don't want to save your answers for the live episode and you can um, tell us while we're streaming and we can talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, so quick reminder, if you want to join, uh, the link to our private Facebook group is in the episode notes, please, please, please answer all the questions. Uh, yep. We just do that because we know there are a lot of like just general Air Kenji Kush or just DZ fans and not mm-hmm. that, not that we don't want to hang out with you guys too, but we do, we really want to like connect with our listeners yeah. and people who, you know, have known us over the last year or a few months, you know, finding the podcast. So answer those questions and, um, yeah. And then we'll let you guys in. And then we, we have a lot of fun in there. We love hanging out with all of you who are in there already. And it's just, 
it's been really cool. It made me wish we had started one a lot earlier. So yeah, anyhow, join us there. You guys, we would love to have you. We're excited. Like I said, Mm -hmm. we're doing this episode, um, this Saturday, um, at, at noon California time, we'll all post all over the social media so that you guys, um, know, uh, where to go and how to get Mm -hmm. there if you want to join us. So other than that, um, yeah, this feels so final and sad, even though like, I know we'll be back. Don't worry. But yeah, I know it's it's still weird. It's weird to say like, oh, we'll, we will, it's weird to not say like, and we'll be back next week with volume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So, so big, you'll get the, you'll get the live episode in a week. Basically. Yes. Yes. Next week we'll release, if you couldn't join, but you want to listen, uh, we're going to release it as an episode. So even if you couldn't be a part of it or your schedule didn't allow for it, uh, we're releasing the episode. So yeah. And we will... look out for random new episodes of yes. whatever we end up releasing. So that's right. We have a few bonus ideas for you guys to keep in touch um, until we yeah. start our new DZ. So yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Gooder shooters. Gooder shooters. <laughs>